This is a good theological question. Do do fish have feelings? Hmm. We all know dogs do. Man's best friend, right? I love dogs. I can't wait. My next house, I'll have dogs again. Uh, I'm seeing like hunting dogs, like German short hair for pheasants. We had him as a kid, and amazing dogs. Smart dogs. I saw a German short hair running around with his master around Lake of the Isles yesterday. Just beautiful with his tongue hanging out, drool flying everywhere. Beautiful. You guys like hunting? I love hunting. 20 gauge. You don't need a 12 gauge on a pheasant. Galari. Uh, hallelujah. I'll just start with sharing what I saw today. I saw Jesus dying on the cross. Oh, so glorious, you know. The sky turned dark, you know, thunder and lightning. And, and I saw Jesus saying, Father, why have you forsaken me? You know? <laughs> and at that moment, the Messiah dying on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I saw all the spiritual stature of the Messiah, filled with the Father, leave him, and all the witchcraft of Satan take that place. 33 degrees of witchcraft, filling his body, buried in hell, in the lowest place in hell. The Bible says that. Tartarus hell. And Satan and his angels locked him down in the lowest region of hell, in the maximum amount of potent sorcery that Satan had as a fallen angel. 33 degree witchcraft. But guess what? He's a spotless lamb. So Satan couldn't keep him there. He buried him illegally. Because he had never sinned his entire life. You can't send someone to hell if they don't sin. He's the only man that never sinned. So at that moment, the spirit of holiness raised him from the dead. And the tomb was opened. And he had the resurrection angels there. And you see Mary Magdalene calling him the gardener. And he's walking in resurrection power. I believe he was like a drunken man. That prophecy from Jeremiah. Like one who's awakened out of slumber. Who's had too much to drink. Too much wine, the Bible says. Yeah, and he's, he woke out of that slumber. Of that 33 degree witchcraft. And that's the resurrection of the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do you guys know you've been engrafted into his death? And his resurrection? And his burial in the tomb? And you've been sealed with the Roman seal? That that wasn't something separate from you, but that's something that all nations are attached to? You died with your Creator. He's the Creator of all nations. And separation between you and the Creator is only a mindset of religion or rebellion called black magic or white magic. Lust and pride in the mind. So you need to get a clean conscience and have your mind washed from dead works. When you have your mind washed, you have the mind of Christ automatically. Problem is, is we think we're washed in religion by what we can do. But it's not about voodoo-doo-doo. We talked about that yesterday. Voodoo-doo-doo. It's not about you and doo-doo. It's about Him and what He did on the cross. Grace is the works of Christ through our hearts and minds. How much grace is working through your heart and mind? 
That's how much resurrection life you're walking in currently. It's true. The temptations of Satan to Jesus were not lust. He didn't say, oh, here, here's a harem of girls like Solomon. That wouldn't work on the Messiah. That wouldn't work on Jesus. The temptations to Jesus were way more tricky. You know, we've overcome some black magic. We've overcome pornography. We've overcome whoring and carousing and drunkenness and debauchery. Now we're tempted by those temptations like Jesus in the wilderness called religion. <laughs> Satan quoted scripture to Jesus and said, do a religious activity that the Bible says you're supposed to do. Satan quoted scripture, but it was just out of context. And it wasn't orchestrated and authorized by the Father. It wasn't authorized fire. Satan was giving him unauthorized fire called strange fire. Leviticus chapter 10, like the sons of Aaron. They presented unauthorized fire before the Ark of the Covenant and died instantly on spot. And they were told to not mourn about it because they brought satanic fire. And they thought, oh, that fire looks so pretty. That was nice fire. That's all Satan is. He's an angel of false fire. And almost every Christian obeys him every day. Ouch, harsh, bro. It's true. That's all the temptations after you overcome, you know, your drugs, sex, and rock and roll, and everything of rebellion, you know, everything we condemn others for doing because we're better than them because we don't participate in black magic because we're white magicians of self-righteousness. And that's exactly what religion is. That's the problem with Christianity. And I've dealt with it. They've murdered me every single day. These self-righteous Christians murder the prophets every single day. Murder the prophets. Full-blown murder when you hate someone in your heart for telling you the truth. Do the Christians murder the prophets? Have you been around Red Letter Ministries at all? These people will say any venomous thing they could possibly conjure to try to hurt my feelings every day. You, I mean, people tell, about, tell me about it every day. This group, that group, 300 ministries, doing anything. Why? Because I'm not here to build an empire. I don't care about my name. I care about the name of Jesus. I don't care about Red Letter Ministries. I don't care about my organization. I care about the kingdom of heaven. I don't care about money. That's the worst thing, why they hate me most of all. I'm not a part of their Babylon the Great system of building systems made by human hands that God does not dwell in. Acts 7.48, the Most High has never dwelt in any building made by human hands. It's all Masonic. It's all witchcraft. Christian witchcraft, 33 degrees of dead works and satanic fire. It has the appearance of Christianity, but Lucifer is an angel of light that comes to deceive, that pretends like, hey, this is the real deal, the hoopla in my church, going out and handing out tracts and witnessing, doing all the stuff. It's not about the stuff. It's about the glory. It's about the glory of God. Christians make it about doing works. But Christianity is not about works. The Old Testament was works. If the Old Covenant worked, we wouldn't have needed a New Covenant. The New Covenant is about glory. The blood covenant of Jesus Christ is the glory of God. When we walk in glory, we fulfill the Old Covenant. But if we don't fulfill the Old Covenant, guess what? We're operating in witchcraft. Mosaic sorcery, 33 degrees of the curse of the law. And that's why a lot of people are under a spirit of condemnation. 
I'm at the Mall of America today. You know, it's raining all day in Minneapolis, so we do some indoor exercising and walking around the mall. It's so packed, the busiest I've ever seen it in like a whole year because of the terrible weather and everyone's indoors. And as I'm at the Mall of America, we're walking around and seeing all this stuff about the spirit of condemnation. You know, and I deal with it every day in ministry. 12 years, going on 13 full-time ministry. Every day, people trying to measure up to please their Father in Heaven by what they do with their time on earth. But it's not about what you do. It's about faith. You're not saved by works. You're saved by grace through faith. You grow in grace, you grow in faith, and the tree of life manifests through your hearts and minds. God the Father is a gardener, the scriptures say. He's a gardener. And your spirit is a tree of life. The Father's only interest with you and you and you and you is growing your spirit into full spiritual stature. That's all the Father wants from you. Full spiritual stature. And Jesus Christ is our full spiritual stature. 33 degree grace, the top of Mount Zion, called the city of heavenly Jerusalem, on earth as it is in heaven. That's not advanced Christianity. Everyone in the kingdom age will be born again in Zion, as it's written. They will say of these ones, they were born in Zion. What's Zion? The Bible says it's Mount Zion, Hebrews chapter 12, the city of innumerable angels. And you got all these people on the banks of Mount Zion, born again, saved. But they're hirelings. They're hirelings, charging money for all their Christian works. Even the prophets that came before me, like Bob Jones, was charging people $3,000 an hour for prophecy. And he's a real prophet. I look at many of you charging money for prophecy, watching me right now. I look at the best churches in the charismatic church in the USA. Most of them charge $250 a month so you can watch their television programs. Their conferences... $100, $200. I've seen conferences up to $1,500. Come stay in my hotel. Go to my conference. We'll train you in the apostolic and the prophetic for $3,000. And you have every single person, every spot full. And they're all paying thousands and thousands of dollars for what the Bible says should be free. Have you not turned my father's house into a marketplace? And are you not the whore of Babylon? Serious stuff, man. Jesus Christ will come in with a cat of nine tails and turn over your tables of all your buying and selling on human souls. Christianity. Do you know how much money the Vatican's worth, the Roman Catholic Church, with all of their real estate in the world? It's true. Over one trillion dollars. The Pope is worth over one trillion dollars. It's disgusting. They got a 40-foot wall upon around the whole Vatican. And they got their own city, the Holy See, tax-exempt. It's just like, where's the Christ in Christianity? Where's the kingdom in Christianity? Where's the white throne in Christianity? Where's the divine? Where's the grace? We see all this stuff. They all say they're Christians. They got all the New Testament memorized. They're doing the stuff, but where's the grace? Where's the tree of life? Where, the, where are the leaves of the tree that are the healing of the nations? Where's the covering of love? 
Where's the unconditional, selfless, sacrificial agape? They will know we are Christians by our love. There's no greater love than you lay your life down for your friends. They're going to misunderstand you every day when you're a real disciple. Because no human being can understand agape. Agape is Jesus Christ on the cross dying, <laughs> filled with 33 degrees of witchcraft in his full spiritual stature, where the Father once dwell in him, in his heart and mind, and then being buried in hell for three days. I mean, that don't make any sense. How are you going to explain that to a human being? A person buried under witchcraft of all Satan and his angels, sorcery of all the stars that fell from heaven. I mean, a human being can't understand that stuff. But your spirit can by the grace of the Lord Jesus. Because the Bible says after you're born again, you're no longer a human being, you're a living creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Are you not living creatures? Who has bewitched you, Americans? Having begun in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, will you finish in the flesh? It's a great question. Every church is flesh. Every building made by human hands is Masonic and flesh. But the Most High dwells in our hearts and the Most High dwells in our minds because our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We are dealing with everything backwards and wrong and Luciferian in the entire world. And that's all we've ever dealt with. And a lot of people are in for a wake-up call like Neo in the Matrix coming out of that tube of goo with all those cables and cords connected to him. Because you've been hooked up to witchcraft from birth, born of the red dragon. Now it's time to be born again in Zion with seven blazing torches through your hearts and minds. It's time for God to glorify His temple, your bodies, and your minds, and have the mind of Christ, which is the Christian's promised land. The promised land isn't Central Park, you know, some kind of stupid imagination thing of religion of walking around here in a garden. No, the promised land is the mind of Christ. The promised land is not the natural dimension. The promised land is the glory dimension of 33 degrees of grace through your hearts and minds. With an unfading crown of glory resting on your brains where the throne of Satan once sat. We're no longer submitted to fallen angels. We're no longer submitted to religion and rebellion. We're no longer submitted to 33 degree magic that has the appearance of Christianity. We've overcome the world. And the throne of grace rests in our hearts and upon our brains as the conqueror's crown of glory in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.